Hello, I'm Bruce Edwards, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Uganda's Finance Minister Maria Kiwanuka sets the stage for today's program. Uganda is one of five East African countries that are working towards a single monetary union called EYAMU, East Africa Monetary Union. It will be like the Eurozone in Europe, and this will be composed of Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, and Burundi. We've learned lessons, good and bad, from the Eurozone and from other uh, currency uh, unions. And the IMF has been with us every step of the way in helping us with both from their own expertise and also improving our own capacity to handle problems ourselves. The East African community was formed back in 2000 as a means to improve the economic environment for its five member states. And while one of the objectives is to establish a common currency, there are other initiatives within the broader project that have already increased efficiency and productivity in the region. The IMF describes all aspects of this economic integration project and its collaboration with the EAC in a recently published book entitled The Quest for Regional Integration in the East African Community. Oral Williams is a deputy division chief in the IMF's African department and co-authored the book. So the project, um, the integration project, has three main pillars. First was the, the customs union which was in 2005, they had some protocols to simplify trade barriers. And then you had the common market um, in 2010, which was to foster the free movement of labor and capital. And then you had in 2013, the monetary union capital, which is the third aspect of the venture, with a view by 2024 to have a single currency. So the single currency is still some way off but it would require a number of institutions to be put in place, primarily um, the East African Monetary Institute, which would be sort of the first step to form in a regional central bank. Why are we talking about a, a monetary union in East Africa when, you know, at a time when people are uh, questioning the benefits of, of the euro to its member countries? Um, what will a monetary or a single currency offer to these five countries in Eastern Africa? First of all, the, this project on the monetary union in the East African community, actually it was the heads of state that um, originated the idea. So it has strong political backing, which is a little different from some of the other monetary unions, primarily because the end result in, would be the formation of a political federation. So hence the strong underpinnings or support for the for the project. Now, in terms of the benefits, um, one of the key benefits would be increased intra-regional trade among those five countries. Have they managed to keep it on track? There's been progress. I mean, there's still issues of non-tariff barriers um, among members with respects to the, the customs union. But what the, the East African Community Secretariat, which is charged with shepherding the process, has done, has instituted a system of peer review. So each country reviews how are you doing. So they have their own scorecard to assess progress. And now, so for instance, whereas it took um, almost three weeks to move goods from the coast, Mombasa or 
in Kenya or in Tanzania to Uganda would take three weeks. It's now a matter of four to six days. So, so you have like one stop um, customs um, verification of goods at the border. So you don't have several customs um, agencies inspecting the same goods. And that has simplified um, the movement of goods considerably. Uh, what we have seen in recent times is that several of the countries, because of the policies they have put in place, have also begun to be first-time issuers of sovereign bonds. And so in that sense, um, the project is attractive to outside investors as well. These five countries, um, they've had very fast growth rates, and um, in fact, they were I think the the fastest growing countries in sub-Saharan Africa, uh, would a a monetary union expose them to greater risk? One of the reasons why these countries have continued to grow much faster than sub-Saharan Africa as a group is because of the the improvements in the the policies that they have put in place. So if you look at uh, most of the indicators, debt has come down considerably, partly through debt relief, You've seen inflation come down considerably as well. Now, what's remarkable is that in 2011, when there was the recent food and fuel shock, they collectively coordinated a tightening of monetary policy in order to tame inflation. And then you also have, through ongoing fund engagement, they have been harmonizing their monetary fiscal policies, strengthening the banking system, so I think all these things have, you know, fostered growth in these five countries. And because they're a group, each each member can look at what the other member is doing well. And so you on the margin, you get an improvement in the overall quality of policies within the, the region. As a co-author of, the, of this publication, your research... Um was focused mostly on, on economic convergence as a means to support the monetary union. Can you explain uh, what uh, convergence is and, and why it's important uh, to this uh, economic integration process? Well, first of all, if you're going to bring countries together, how do they get to the point if the end game is to have a, a unified currency, then you need a set of what we call convergence criteria. How do you converge to this end point of a single currency? So in order to do this, you must have a number of benchmarks. And one it would be the fiscal deficit, and in their case, it's 3% of GDP. What about inflation? Um, they've set a target of 8% headline inflation. Um, in terms of debt, they've set a, a target of debt to GDP um, in net present value terms of 50%. And lastly, um, reserve cover, because if you're subject to shocks, you want to have insurance through reserves in order to respond to adverse developments in your country. And so they, they will have a period of time where the countries have to get to all these four targets. And then once they're within the range, then that's when they, will, they can reach the ultimate goal of having a, a single currency by 2024. So that's why you need these convergence criteria to um, align the countries towards this single objective. One of the convergence criteria is that each member country has a high growth rate. 
Um, could the falling oil and commodity prices derail uh, the, this convergence process? Well, actually, falling oil prices are quite beneficial to them because for now they are net importers. Um, and so it would mean lower inflation for them. So they will achieve the inflation objective much faster. But also, to, um, in terms of imports, the cost of imports, especially fuel and related products, would also be less. So that would help them with their reserve cover. The IMF has been encouraging uh, countries to invest in their infrastructure uh, and the, the book also indicates that uh, most, if not all, of these five countries require significant uh, investments in infrastructure. Um, but this would, uh, it seems to me, increase public debt, and, and is not public debt uh, an issue when it comes to economic integration or in this process anyway? You're correct. So given there's an infrastructure gap in most of these countries, um, you have to strike a a delicate balance with how do you scale up, how fast do you scale up investing in um, roads, railways, and so on, and how is it financed? No, not all of it has to be financed directly to the budget. Some of it can be done through foreign direct investment or through public-private partnerships. And through assessing the risks... Um, and mitigating some of the contingent risk to to the budget, so it's it's true that that this is a this is a an, an issue, but it can be managed um, provided that you have some of the projects be also being done on a regional basis, and this calls into play a role for some of the multilateral development agencies in how they. Structure the engagement in the region. So, so for instance, you have railways that are going to link um, several countries. You have um, electricity projects. Um, some countries are looking at having pooled electricity grids. So, there is a way to do it, but I, I think um, it calls for a little bit more creative thinking on, on how you address it without endangering debt sustainability, as you correctly mentioned. So this isn't the the, the first uh, monetary union uh, for the region. Uh, there have been others. Uh, for example, the the Sterling Monetary Area that was in place, uh, you know, into into the nineteen seventies, um, and and with with all the, the the challenges that this union faces, uh, you know, creation of uh, or establishing a a, a central bank, uh, you know, uh, collecting reliable data, uh, surveillance. Um, how confident are you that, uh, you know, 10 years from now that there will be a, a single currency area uh, in East Africa? Well, I'm not a betting man. I'm, I'm not. But I think one of the things that they are doing well is that they've engaged a fund as a trusted advisor. And we, as an institution, we've been giving the best advice, pointing out the, the pros and cons of different initiatives. I think... Um, so long as there's a commitment to put the building blocks in place, I think this is a necessary step towards that ultimate goal. It's true that um, when they adopted the, the, the shilling, the East African shilling, which was a different set of circumstances, I think now, as I mentioned earlier, what has worked for the countries is that there's a lot more peer-to-peer collaboration. There's a lot of engagement of the international financial institutions like the IMF. And we've been helping them with the harmonization of their fiscal policies, the fiscal laws, 
uh, monetary policy, exchange rates. So I think they're moving incrementally and, and not at a breakneck speed. And I think that that also bodes well that the, the exercise can be successful. That was Oral Williams, Deputy Division Chief in the IMF's African Department and co-author of the book entitled The Quest for Regional Integration in the East African Community. The five EAC member countries being Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda and Burundi. You can find this new publication at www.imfbookstore.org and hear more podcasts like this one at soundcloud.com slash imf dash podcasts.